lovely listeners. Today we're talking all about self-care and self-discipline. I used to think it was self-care versus self-discipline. And the reality is you need both in order to be high performing. Listen to the show because I think there'll be quite a few of you that will really resonate with how I used to take this approach of either going all in and being really disciplined and beating myself up to do everything that I needed to do on my to-do list, no matter what it cost me, my health, my stress, everything, or self-care and being what I used to say is too soft on myself, letting myself off too much. Let's delve right in into this subject and figure out how we can have the two work in harmony so that we can perform at our best when we really need it, because I learned this the hard way. So I used to have this belief that I now know to be a myth, and that was If I wasn't self-disciplined, working all of the time, being a complete workaholic, then I was lazy. And I'd feel guilty if I didn't get my entire to-do list done, no matter how unrealistic it was ever going to be. So I used to put all this pressure on myself. And everyone around me seemed to be doing so much more. You know, they were doing more lives, they were doing more content, they were speaking at more events, they were publishing their books, while I was still getting going. And yet I was thinking, but I'm working all the time and I'm working really hard. And then there'd be sometimes where either I didn't have the progress or I didn't feel like it. I I was thinking, do you know what, Sue, you're tired. Let's have a rest. And then the self-discipline would back off and I'd be like, okay, so we'll have a night where we just do Netflix and um, we'll do some wine and some chocolate. You know the drill. And then before you know it, a few days have gone by and you've given yourself a rest or a night off. The reality is you didn't give yourself a night off. You just replaced it with something else to burn your energy instead. And here's the thing, I didn't realize until I hit burnout and burnout was this awful thing, which has this sort of, for any of you who've had suffered burnout, it can manifest itself physically in your body. I had no idea that something that's going on in your brain, so this overwhelming stress and I was putting pressure on myself, I was having pressure put on me. And I remember in my corporate role, one night I'd been snappy for weeks. I was not eating properly, not drinking properly. I wasn't having proper meals. I wasn't even, you know, I didn't self-care. I just didn't even know what I was doing. But I remember lying there in bed one night with heart palpitations, thinking, I'm having a heart attack. This is, this is unreal. And my head was like a washing machine. I just couldn't function for days afterwards. It was like, like I'd had a heart attack. And I know people who've experienced this and ended up in hospital saying there's something wrong with me. And the reality is what's happened is their body has just said enough, enough, enough. You you think you're being self-disciplined, but you're not. You're you're burning yourself into, a, into the ground. You're burning your candle at both ends and you can't continue. You're going to make yourself ill. And that was my first realization that mind and body, you know, you can't just abuse your mind and keep working and being a workaholic and stressed all the time without doing the self-care. So I used to think it was a choice. I was either too soft on myself, giving myself time off all the time, letting myself go for the little things I didn't do, or I was self-disciplined and I just got things done. And it was one or the other. I was either too soft or too or hard on myself to get through. And the reality is the two have got to work in harmony and we need to realize that and recognize that. But here's what we do. We think of the self-care bit as giving ourselves a night off. And then we do the complete opposite of self-care. We don't take care of our wellness and our health because we do something that's equally as exhausting or draining, or we just delve into technology like a computer game or Netflix that I talked about. 
or we just, you know, lay on the sofa and wasted hours of time that then increased our guilt levels, which then increased our stress levels, our cortisol that's running through our brains. So I wanted to share what I had to go through in order to discover how self-care and discipline can work together, hand in hand. And if you need both elements and they're not counterproductive and the two go hand in hand, what is it that we need to incorporate? And when we say self-care, what does that mean? What what does it mean for an entrepreneur or for a career person? What does it mean, mean so that you can still perform at your best and you can feel your best at all times? And I, I sort of did this little list that what I didn't do in that moment that we all need to do. So if you are in this space where you're just pressuring yourself, you're, you're doing the self-discipline, but the self-discipline in terms of work and the to-do list, just remember that that space that, that pause in your day, every day. That's, that's the crazy thing. I used to go, I will have a break when I go on holiday in six weeks time. No, you need to pause every day and have a recharge. And that pause can simply be a walk out in a green space, a park full of trees. For me, it might be down the salt line in a woodland area. It could be a bit of yoga. Space is not going on Instagram. Space is not getting on the TV. So if you're sat in your office on Instagram or watching the TV, watching YouTube, that's not giving you a pause. That's not giving you a break. That's that's equally demanding on your brain. So we need a pause. We need yoga. If you don't like yoga, you can do walks. If you can do uh, meditation, then that's great. If you're a reluctant meditator or you took a while to understand what the benefits are, like me, here's how I got into it. When you're about to go to sleep, stick on a sleep meditation podcast. If you want to nap or just sit with your eyes closed in the day, stick on one of the um, sleep meditation podcasts. So there's guided sleep meditations. I'll pop a link in the show notes. And there's ones where they're literally 15 minute naps. So they'll just run for 15 minutes. It'll be a bit of music, somebody doing a little meditation with you to get you into a relaxed calm zone. And it's just an easy way of easing yourself into it. You don't need to be a meditation guru or a yoga guru, you know, and believe in all sorts of things to do that. You know, that will really calm you and provide that space. Healthy habits. So if we're if we're incorporating some healthy habits into our day. So I talked about self-care and being, you know, relaxed and letting myself off and being a bit soft. But I would then have a cake. I would have a biscuit. I would have. And how many of us do this? We head out into the kitchen when we're having our pause and we grab a piece of chocolate Now, we know it doesn't serve us. So filling your boots with fresh fruits, smoothies. I've got a nice green one if you're watching me on the screen today. Um, It actually tastes delicious, but it looks a little bit random. Smoothies, supplements, water. I mean, drinking enough water every single day is so important for us. And yet we probably don't even monitor it. Get one of those bottles, if you like, with the measurements on. Whatever it is that means you're doing that level of self-care. So avoid the Coke, the caffeine hits. I know we love a coffee. I love a coffee in my house. It's kind of part of my ritual. If you've heard about my morning ritual to get into the office and get in the zone, it starts with the coffee. And once I've got made that coffee in the espresso machine, that is an indicator to me that you are heading in the office now, Sue. You're going you're gonna to do some content. You're going to crush this. And by doing that, by reducing our fat, our alcohol, the poisons, the caffeines that's going through us, we're just giving our bodies all the nutrients it needs to be able to perform at our best. So self-care is not having a cheeky takeaway and saying, it's okay, I'm letting myself off. Self-care actually takes discipline, doesn't it? Exercise, it goes without saying you need to do some exercise every single day. You need to get your body moving. You need to get some more oxygen in your blood. So when you're 
when you're doing some exercise, you're doing a brisk walk, you're getting outside, you're doing something like a run, you're getting more oxygen into your lungs. We need to feed our brains with oxygen so that we can think clearly and straight. I've started walking the kids to school in the morning. It's my way of just going, okay, well, let's get outside and fill our lungs. You know, I used to do this exercise routine in the living room in the morning and sometimes I'd let myself off. That wasn't self-care. That was being soft and not disciplined for my self-care that I needed to do to get in the right zone. So exercise we know is really good for us. It's good for hormones as well. It gets everything moving. It releases the positive hormones, the endorphins, and it helps us to reduce the stress as well by getting our body moving. You know, that tension. You've got that tension on the back of your neck or something. And then I'm going to finish up with sleep on this category, the self-care. Because back when I was like beating myself up, it was like, you can stay up late. And this, this is the thing. You will listen to gurus on podcasts, on their books, you know, I, I've listened to so many famous people. Arnie would even say this. You know, if you're not prepared to put in the work, stay up late until two in the morning every night to get your side hustle going and then wake up and do your day job at six. I mean, I'm afraid I'm on the, on the bench that says you need adequate sleep to function correctly. I know I do. Here's the thing. There's been so much research about sleep. You know, it can be, um, it can change your mood. It can make you forget things. It affects your memory it affects your ability to make decisions. It's like being drunk, apparently. If you don't have enough sleep, it's the equivalent of being drunk. And we wouldn't drive our car drunk, but yet we'll do it on a sleepless night. It's crazy. This isn't about being soft. This is about your performance. In fact, a lack of sleep combined with stress and, you know, that causes that brain fog it has been found to be linked to memory loss and Alzheimer's. And these are some of the, the, the worst diseases in, el- in elderly age. And I don't want you to bring that on. I don't, I don't want me to either. So we need to take care of our sleep. But the self-discipline, I always thought was on the opposite side. It was like the self-care was just letting yourself go and being easy. But actually it's not. It's about nurturing. And that self-care takes self-discipline, doesn't it? These are not easy things for us to do, for anyone But you have to get into the lifestyle habits that support the self-care, which means we perform at our best, you know, as well as doing that work. Because I know when that night I suffered burnout, I was completely useless, completely useless. I couldn't function doing anything in my business for six months. For six months, I I was off work. I had a corporate career at the time and I couldn't build anything in, in my business. It actually took 12 months for me to start to feel like a real human being in touch with my emotions. And that's partly because when you get into that state, what does the doctor prescribe you? We're in Western world. We get antidepressants. And the antidepressants give you a hormone that makes you feel content, okay. It doesn't make you feel happy. It just makes you feel okay with how you're feeling. So there's these combinations of hormones, and I'm not going to go into the science too much today, but There's a hormone that will make you feel happy. So dopamine makes you feel happy. And you get hit dopamine when you achieve something, when you're really excited about the kids. You know, when something good like that happens, it gives you a dopamine. When you check something off your list that you've really wanted to do, it gives you a big hit of dopamine. And here's the crazy thing. The dopamine hits, we even get when we go on social media. And unfortunately, that little hit of dopamine is like killing us because we just go there for a quick dopamine hit, don't we? We go to the chocolate cupboard for a quick dopamine hit and the, all these things are killing us. But the serotonin, the other hormone that makes us content and happy, that one that we need plenty of, that's the one they give you when you suffer depression 
burnout, any sort of anxiety, they'll give you some serotonin. But the thing is, you're not happy. You're in a state where you still feel miserable, but the serotonin makes you feel content with it. So you're actually in a complete daze of just mediocrity, of existing, being okay with existing, but the reality is you're not happy. And until you get off those and manage to survive with your self-care routine and your self-discipline, your self-worth, yourself, moving that stress away, until you can do that, you can't really function as yourself anymore. And for me, that took 12 months. I don't want you to ever go through burnout. I don't want anybody listening to experience that. And if you have before, don't go through it again. Let's address our self-care. The self-discipline, I find that working with self-discipline is all about your environment and having things set up for you. Here's a study they did about um, drug addiction. So um, when the Americans were fighting in the Vietnam War, the veterans over there, many of them became drug addicts. They were dealing with horrible situations. They were traumatized and there was a readily available supply of cocaine, cocaine and things. So they became drug addicts. And the American American army and officials were thinking, when these troops come home, we're going to have a massive drug problem. Um, We have to help them all figure out how we're going to deal with this. And what happens is once those troops left the bases in Vietnam in the war and they came back to their families, most of them didn't have a drug problem at all. And that goes to show it was only because of the environment they were in it was acceptable. It was normal. Everybody was doing it. It was ex- it was accessible. You come into the family home, nobody's doing that. Everybody's got a regular day. They've got structure, routine, family support, and there's no drugs around. Now, there's one thing that teaches us. It's that the environment really matters. You can set yourself up for success in any of these areas simply by removing the bad habits or the access to the things that are your bad habits, your distractions, your your bad self-care routines, the things that are sabotaging your health and your sleep and your wellness, and you can install some of the things that are really positive. Now, baby Luca has just woke up, so I've just brought him into the studio. And do you know what's really interesting? Is that it's almost like it's serendipitous. It's just at this time to remind me that there are some distractions you will not be able to avoid. There are some distractions that just will be around. You know, there are certain foods in the house that just always will be in the house. There are certain family members that we can't ignore. I mean, part of being a lifestyle entrepreneur for me is about being able to do all this work, but have the kids around and and be able to spend more time with them. But it does mean I have to be super disciplined with the block time. Now, obviously having a newborn, that's really tricky because there are still times where they dictate the schedule. But what that means is when you get the block time, you do the piece of work that you committed to doing or the piece of self-care, the exercise or whatever it is that you have committed that you know you need to do for your high performance. Here's the thing. I used to view these as like a devil and an angel on your shoulder. You know, you've got one on one side encouraging you to slack off. Just you know, give yourself a break, Sue, have a rest, do whatever you want to do, go blow out shopping and buying all those clothes you don't need, or, you know, sit and binge on Netflix. You know, that de- that sort of devil on your shoulder that's that's so soft, lets you off and, you know, doesn't hold you accountable. And then I'd have the other one on my shoulder that would be the disciplined one that were doing all the right things, that was working really hard, being a workaholic. And I used to think that's exactly how this was. It was a complete contrast 
But the reality is the self-care and the discipline, the self-discipline are hand in hand. They are one and the same thing. The self-care is all the things we have got to do to stay high performance. It's not being soft on ourselves. It's taking care of ourselves and it takes so much self-discipline. And then what you need now is to have those two people on your shoulder, the one that's making sure it's looking after you, keeping you well, keeping all of us well, because only when we are well when we've looked after our own health, our own mind, our own body, can we possibly give anything to anybody else in our lives? And we know this from experience. You know, I talked about back when I had burnout, I would come home snappy. I'm amazed I still have a husband, the way I spoke to him during that time, the way I treated him, the way I was dismissive, the way I didn't listen, the way I I didn't even contribute properly in the house because I was such a workaholic and I was vile to live with. So we know that by doing that self-care, it makes us a better person all round. And then the self-discipline to do that self-care, but also to do the work we need to do, to put in the time, the work, the hard work, when it's we know we have to do that in order to pay off. That's incredibly important. And I feel that the most valuable way you can do this is by recognizing within you, you have to have self-discipline and you have to create that environment that gives you that self-discipline. If that means having your desk set up ready for work, a planner on the wall, if that means having it open on your desk, having your the book that you should be reading and studying by your nightstand and having the discipline to pick it up and read it for at least 20 minutes every single night, then that's what you must be doing. If that's about you having a self-care routine, that means within your schedule, you fit in time for exercise, you make sure it's part of the rituals you do and drinking water, then that's incredibly important too. So you have to have both of these elements intrinsically coming out of you. So you have to be driving these. But also I think it's really important to have somebody accountable on the outside. You will have friends and family who, I've got loads of these. You are lovely. I love you. And you're listening now. You let me off with everything. You allow me to not do things. You will allow, you will have people that will let you off and that will always compliment you, always tell you how amazing you are always tell you that you're doing enough, even though you're sort of saying it's not enough. I'm not good enough. They will be the people who who will always, always look after you. They will prioritize your self-care. They will look after you in your mind and in your body, and they will want to support you. And you need people like that in your life. You cannot have everybody who is is just cracking the whip all the time. You know, it might be a really empathetic partner who's saying, hey, you know what? You've got enough on your plate. You're doing really well and encouraging you. You need those in your corner. And if you haven't, find those people that will, will give you that empathy and will give you that when you need, you need that outlet. But you also need people in your life who are going to hold you accountable, who are going to say, hey, no, what are you, when are you going to do this? When are you going to make time for this? How far have you progressed? How are you going against your goals? When are you going to check off that thing that you were doing? I've been looking out for your latest episode. Where is it? I was looking at your YouTube channel. You've not posted anything for a while. What's going on? And you need those people too. And they will not necessarily be the same people because do you know what? It's actually really hard to be those two things. I guess I kind of want to be in your life to challenge you to challenge you to do better, to think more about how you can develop as a person and to challenge you to take those really difficult steps, even when you feel the resistance. 
because I know that's what I needed. I needed a combination of people who were going to let me off and people who were going to hold me more accountable. And that's what I want to be for you. I hope that you're thinking right now, I know I need to do this, but I also know I've got to look after myself. And is the things that I'm doing that I'm letting myself off for, are they really self-care or actually are they self-sabotaging? Are they ruining my health? Is it me being, you know, letting distractions take over? And if you can answer that honestly, are you doing self-care or are you, are you destroying your progress? Then you're on the way to self-awareness. And a lot of this journey is about self-awareness. When you know how to master yourself, how to master your emotions, your physical, your self-discipline, your self-care, then you will live the best life that you can and you will have the lifestyle that you really want to have. For today, decide which of the self-care elements you need to focus more self-discipline on and decide how you can carve out some block time to get stuff done that really matters for your goals. Take care, folks. Speak to you soon. Bye. Congratulations for showing up and being one of the 8% that actually turn their dreams into reality. I appreciate you for listening and I am committed to helping you improve the quality of your life. For more resources, make sure you check out the show notes underneath. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave me a five-star review. And remember, you are incredible. And if you dream it, you can achieve it.